I, I will say I tried to look through my post last night. I, I, I sent you one of them, right? The one that was like, <laughs> I know everyone's going through a, through a battle we know nothing about, but that girl Amira punched the surf jet. I did have another one where I wrote in all caps, Amira punched someone, Kiki is crying, what is happening? And then in the tags, in the tags I wrote all our case. But um, no one kissed Mohammed, so I guess that's a win, y'all. Yeah. What? Okay. What are your thoughts? I mean, I, I aside from the two that you already voiced. Okay. So, what I like is I like, like I said, this aspect of seeing Amira have relationships with the people in her community. I really like Nadia. If anything, again, Nadia was too forgiving, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> sure. I wish I. Yeah, I wanted to know more specifics about their bond. Right. Yeah. When she comes to her house for that her mother prepares a lot of food, like it seems like there's been some sort of rift between them, but I'm not even clear if that's true or what exactly. the rift is. It's, it's implied, but it's not clear. So who was the wedding the reason that they reached out to each other was like who reached right. out to who? I want to know a little bit more. Were their besties in in like elementary school, but then once she got to uh like the school, they drifted apart and maybe right. it wasn't very dramatic, but there's a bit of a resentment there and I'm so glad right. to have a friendship back, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, give me a little bit more there. So I like that. I like this glimpses. I liked seeing the henna party because it's beautiful. And I just, any glimpse to yeah, uh, cool. I'm, I'm there for. And I did like, again, it was like, after being so afraid of this conflict, like you're saying, suddenly it was like, here's where you get your conflict. You have one scene where it's all kind of like boil over and I'm a mix when it comes to that I think they did a good setting up of the microaggressions that Amira experiences Mm -hmm. so that when they are sharing it doesn't come out of nowhere and she has something to share although she she doesn't seem to want to share because Kiki's there or I'm not sure like because because everyone's saying this happened this happened and then I don't know if it's because Evra comes over and that's where she shifts she suddenly, well, it's not that bad. And I'm like, girl, we've we've seen you. I was very lost in the motivation of yeah, her, like, yeah. her headspace in that scene. So, so that particular of like her not wanting to talk about her own experiences, I was also lost in where the motivation was coming from. I felt a little weird. I wish when it comes, for example, when we're talking about if we're watching Muhammad and Amira like fall in love, is that's going to be like the really important aspect, not just like this crush that's happening in the background, then maybe do set up the idea of the rumors or that, that someone has seen them like or whatever earlier because then when it ever comes comes out with it she just comes out like major judgmental bitch out of nowhere yeah i think the only kind of hint we got at it was that her trying to hide in the park the park yeah but we don't actually see where she's hiding from except that vaguely it's a muslim woman so it took me a second to make that connection as to like to remember it so i know what yeah i know what you mean about it just sort of like seems to come out of nowhere and just paints her as a very one-dimensional villain which is why I thought about your tweet when that happened and or not your tweet you I can't remember what it was where you posted that but about her deserving it and I'm like but did she I mean yes in this moment she did but like I wish the show I mean I think I think that's Amira's point eventually even though we don't get enough context where she's like I'm I shouldn't have punched you I'm not the type of person who does that and also like violence is in the key right but I just mean like she's such a like a like a one-dimensional villain or something in that scene maybe just the way that her actor performed it also exactly I think maybe that's it I I I, you know I don't want to do the thing what that we do in Santa season where we're like if I were to write it I would do it this way but like for example you know, give me a moment with Nadia where 
she's she shows some concern she's not being judgmental because that's not in, in nadia but she's like hey i heard this thing is it true that this right. is happening do you know this about him? right and then so you've set up this and then maybe someone else is the one that actually like yeah. Well, and also it gave me some context for why Amira is so upset about it when it does get brought up. Regarding your earlier question about why is she defending, is it because Kiki's presence or whatever? Why, why is she not willing to share her story? I'm completely extrapolating, like pulling this out of my ass. I think kind of maybe what could be happening is she has all these pressures on her. She's found out about Muhammad. She's upset about it. Things have gotten worse with her mother and the possibility of going to Australia. There was obviously the fight in the park, the volleyball park, beach, whatever. Like there's all these things hitting her that she doesn't want to admit. And so by denying it, almost like she's denying the presence. Yeah. So like and to herself. We see these macroaggressions. We never see her tell anyone about it. Not her mom, not her brothers, not her friends, right? She keeps it to herself. So it's like if you don't give it a voice, then you're not giving it any power. Like sort of like it's it's not real. Like it's there, but it's not, right? It's like a weird coping mechanism situation. Or even just like not wanting to admit to herself how much of a problem it is, meaning how much it affects her. Yeah. Yeah, like you're saying, because if she were to admit it, then it would somehow be more real. When I think actually the opposite is true. If she admitted yeah. it, it would be less. So sad. it definitely feels like a boiling point situation, but maybe maybe I don't see the escalation as well as in other places. Yeah, I definitely don't. I, it does feel like, even the racism stuff comes out of a little bit out of nowhere. It was like suddenly, like suddenly remembered. Oh, on this checklist of things you have to deal with. <laughs> I actually think they do a little bit more with that. Um, That's not true. Yeah, you're right. They're, they're, they do have like a couple of moments. Like there's the bicyclist who almost runs her over. Then there's the woman who's staring at her very weirdly, and yeah. then comes the confrontation in yeah. the park. I mean, at the volleyball court. Oh I, guess, I, I guess. feel like the one at the volleyball. I don't know if I had skipped that clip because I like knew the content, but it felt like I had never seen it uh, or had just oh. seen it from my mind. Well, I think to me, maybe it's a line of doing too much in that this is this woman would not saying this would not stop saying the slur. Yeah. Like, Can you make her stop? Like say it once and then walk away. I don't know. I was just like. There was something about it that felt performed to me. I'm not mm -hmm. sure exactly that I could put it better than that. And I think it maybe has to do with the the scene itself and the way it's it plays out. But I also think it has to do with the setup because even though you're right, they do have kind of an escalation of these microaggressions. I still felt like the whole thing came out of nowhere. So I'm like, why, I guess, like, why are these things not tying up in a way where I can follow one thing feeding the other until it explodes, as opposed to just sort of being like, oh yeah, and then there's this thing and this thing, and now it's exploding. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. It still worked at, to me, the moment as an emotional moment. Like I, yeah. I was with Amira as it was happening. Yes. But then on the bigger picture, I was like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things in this season that I feel like in this, if you just gave me this scene in the abstract, it's fine. But it's in the adding up that I'm like, what, how do we go from here to there? Like, I'm just not, and I even at wondered, like, is something up with me these last couple of weeks? Am I just not in the right headspace that I'm just not catching something? But you seem to have had a similar reaction. So I don't think it is just. Well, I, I, like I said, I, like, I remember my reluctance to 
rewatched the season even as I enjoyed it because I was like I just know that I'm gonna have bad things to say about it and I don't <laughs> like do I want to go uh so yeah so I was like I still 100% enjoyed watching it like again when I'm in it I'm like enjoying it but then I can't stop seeing uh, maybe the wasted potential yeah yeah Tua is so good I think she's so the actress is so good as oh, a yeah. Yeah, she's so likable. She she does a really great job with the role. Okay, I'll say this. I think she's a wonderful actor, but like, they play her, and this kind of something I was gonna say earlier, and and we got distracted by another topic. But um, she plays her very just like a nice normal girl, and I think Sana needs to be a little bit edgier or something. I was I was thinking about that too. I was like comparing all the Sanas, and I was like. And, and not even in like a, I prefer the edgier sauna. It's just that like for the nature of her conflicts that they are sticking with, that they've transplanted largely from the original, she's almost too good, which is weird because yeah. she is flawed. Although in the first half, if you were asking in the first half what her flaw, her character flaw was, I would be like, nothing. I, I could not, I actually- uh, See, to me, to me, it was that she was too nice. Like any, anytime anyone asked her for advice, she, there was no hesitation or no thinking about what her own needs were. But I guess it was, the problem was that I couldn't quite tell what her own needs were. What is she sacrificing for that? Exactly. Yes. And that would have been a really interesting character flaw to then follow. And that does tie into the, I have to trust myself. I trust my instincts kind of conversation she has at the end. But then in the space in between, she suddenly turns into this very kind of Sana-like, closed off, kind of selfish, just self-centered, like just all these other things that I'm like, where did this come from? Yeah. Uh, Just, I wasn't super following that transformation transformation that thread uh, but even though I think you can make that work of someone who just kind of an instinct gives and gives and gives at cost to herself until there comes a point where she's tapped out and doesn't know how to articulate that and so just sort of shuts down until it blows boils over I guess I intellectually get it now that we broke it down but I didn't necessarily get it watching it. No, that's fair. Uh, it's so funny because I was thinking, I was like, it is so interesting that there has been this instinct to soften both Vilde and Sana, the most memorable characters. Right. Regardless of whether you love or you hate them. Yes, yeah. They're the most like characters, like e- Eva and Nura to a certain extent, but Eva especially is the girl next door. Nura is like the refined, but like yeah. generally good girl next, like a good, like just like a normal, you know. And then Sana, the Sanas and the Vildas have very like specific edges to them. Yeah, and so it's like they keep they keep chipping away those edges, and I'm like, yeah. it feels like you're getting mixed results there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing that I wanted to say was I really liked that it was a summer season. It was a really good vibe, and it was a really different world way to see the city. Like I've never really seen. Berlin. And so I really enjoyed that. This is the final season of that sort of OG generation. So I liked sort of getting, I, I'm a little obsessed with, and, and I really want to finish one myself. So I, this is my own like ah, struggle. I love stories of that summer after high school. I don't know. There's just something about it that's yeah, so transitional. Yeah. It's a, it's a bittersweet. You are losing and you are gaining and you're very aware of both. 
you're already nostalgic, even though you're, you haven't really done anything that different. Yeah, it's a magical, I, I was I was feeling nostalgic for that period of my life watching this. Well, I was glad to see the whole crew, even though I did constantly miss the whole crew because you only get everyone together in the first episode and the last episode. Yeah. You just kind of get little bits and combinations of people, but I'm like, I miss the huge friend group. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I guess it's you know, actors, money, whatever, not feasible. Yeah. And I also missed Mateo and um, and Amira. I was really sad that there wasn't more of their friendship. Because uh, the couple of nuggets we get are freaking golden. I love that actor so much. I There was that one scene, it's closer to the end. I don't remember what he was doing, but just like lying on the couch. It might even be when they're painting those signs. It's like in the Hannah episode. I can't remember. Anyway, I was just like, if I have a son, <laughs> I want him to be everything this boy is. Like, he is my virtual son. I know. I love Mateo so much. Uh, I love how loyal he is. Like, he was keeping on us the entire time. Like, every single time he could. I like that. I think he's, like, idiot or something on her phone. And he Yes, I was going to point that out to you. He's yeah. moron. And so, like, the way that the story is structured, there is not a place for him, per se. But I, I just miss yeah. him. <laughs> that, their best one, in my opinion, is the one at the Abbey Ball party when they're on the, on the roof. It's very short. But I was just like, you two love each other. And I, I know it. And I love it. I've read a couple of fic where when she's traveling, he's one of the people that she reaches out to to keep in contact and there's something about it that I find really lovely and then I'm like yes that's it um, usually that's the character I mean usually it's the Isak character who has like a pep talk with her and I really liked that it was that Muslim boxer woman yes yes oh yeah we haven't talked about bo- do you want to talk about boxing very briefly yeah yeah I mean I don't know that I have that much to say I enjoyed it as like a device that we keep coming back to yeah and it actually worked for me in terms of I think what we were talking about the parts of her character arc that we can't quite verbalize that was one where I did see some progression and yes. it worked for me so I how like, it tied into the others I couldn't tell you exactly I'm not quite sure it was also an interesting device to get everyone together and to kind of again keep coming back to it yeah I think maybe you could say what they were trying was that like as she gains confidence in this she gains more confidence in herself as a person but I don't know that it came through that connection came through that strongly yeah so it was like again uh, on a void I quite enjoyed it uh- <laughs> yeah and that scene is great where that woman who I assume is a real professional boxer she's saying wise interesting things but I was like is this the thing Amira needed to hear because I don't know how exactly it relates to anything else I don't know there was something very just kind of disconnected about it but but in I did like it it's as a standalone thing and I did like that they gave it to this character as opposed to the Isak character hence Mateo yeah even though I love Mateo but yeah come on it it just we've talked ad nauseum about our frustration with that scene yes I think I think everyone knows (laughs) (laughs) I have done rants about this. Okay, so do we want to kind of, I guess, wrap Amira's season per se and then talk about Winterberg and Hannah and Jonas? Sure, yeah. The only other two random, random really things. I They did do some stylistic things I really liked that I thought were worth to be called out. The Speaking of the boxing, there's that shot in the mirror at the gym where mm-hmm. uh, the teacher calls uh, Muhammad over to do the sparring thing with her which it, again, standalone, fantastic scene. 
crazy energy between these two. He it was so, that scene was so good. And there was, I wrote like quiet, like there's like, it goes on for so long in such a good way. He's kind of punching back at her. Not exactly. Yes, a little bit. Like you can, yeah. Like, and then yeah. so much happening between them, like such a good performance thing. Um, and then they, at some point they shift to this angle. That's like him in the foreground, kind of soft. And then her in the background reflected in the mirror, looking at him uh, in the, and that's in focus. And it's so good, so well done, emphasizes that split between them so well, besides being just like visually fascinating and really utilizing the environment of the gym, like just mm -hmm. a fabulous shot. And the other one I really liked though, I, I liked the execution of it, though I didn't quite get what the point of it was. The, they do that split screen stuff at some point. Yes, they do sometimes, but I'm like, <laughs> And it's like so well done. It's one of the best split screen I've, I've seen. It's yeah. rhythm. I, and I definitely remember them. I definitely being like, well, this is a stylistic choice and it's very interesting, but it feels very out of place. Yeah. I'm like, what is the purpose? They don't really do it again. They do it like, like they don't start with that as like a thing in the very beginning, highlighting this is a thing they're going to do. They just like throw it in in episode three or four and then they don't really do it again. Exactly. They do it. I think they do it one more time but it, it's just like, okay, why? And what does it enhance? But it's very cool. <laughs> oh, I, I wanted to highlight it. Do, you want, do we want to talk about Winterberg quickly? Yeah, 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 talk about Winterberg. Okay, I guess here's sort of my summary. I, I liked that they were together this season, right? Like, like their relationship was given a chance to be what it was, whatever it was going to be. And I don't know, man, I'm totally fine with them being broken up. It felt completely in character and I really like the breakup scene I was That's super cool. into it <laughs> I was like this is really well done and it almost felt like I don't mean it as an insult but like a short film like we're just watching this happen in real time That's and so they cool. were both so good in it yes actually like in terms of the Winterberg ship and like people who ship them probably would hate me for saying this but it is my favorite part of the ship it is so real and so well done even that for even earlier during the season um when she when uh mia calls her on skype and she's sobbing besides that performance being really great the things that she's saying really hit me like i love him but i'm unhappy every day yes that sentence and the one where she's like when i'm with him i'm thinking about work and when i'm at work i'm thinking about him and nothing is ever good and I was like, mm -hmm. that is so real and so part of the conflict of that age group where like you're too young to really like we live in a world where you're at that age is supposed to be committed committing to career and figuring out that stuff and so you're too young to commit to a serious relationship arguably uh romantically and yet it is what you are like wanting and everything else is like pushing you that way so it's just this very like very real so well captured conflict and really made me think about the pressures of modern society of this like idea of you can have it all and how much pressure that puts on people and also this is like a Winterberg kind of comment when she says he came to visit and sure she had to go to work because the computers broke or something and so he walked around M Madrid for two days and he's and she and Amira says, well, it's not that bad. And she says, he, but he's so pissed. And in my head, immediately, I'm like, what a fucking asshole. I knew it. And then I'm like, wait, he kind of has a legitimate reason to be pissed. Am I a bad person for like just the difficulty of that of like prioritizing like 
what should she be prioritizing her internship and work stuff, especially if it's what gives her joy. And if he doesn't understand that, what does that mean about their compatibility? And I'm really yeah. glad they follow through by saying they're not compatible, basically, at least not at this point in their lives. And, and I thought they did that in really interesting ways. Like even, even her waking up and judging the book he's reading. It was, also, I judged it big time. Well, but it was also like, it was interesting because it was full on judging, but lovingly, there was no meanness to it. Just like, okay. And then that came out in the bathtub conversation. Yeah. Two different people yeah. at this point. Yeah. But it was so interesting because I think like you're saying that Alex has become such a much better person just by being near her and near her friend group. And yet ultimately parts of him will always be destined to become this person. Yes. Does that, I, don't, I don't know. It's almost like they've made, they've helped him become the best version of himself he can be, but that's only like limited to a specific set <laughs> of characteristics or something. And being a financial <laughs> guy in London from Berlin is like a very big part of that, that you can yes! do differently. Totally. I, I thought it was so funny every time that they kept being like, but you know, Madrid has great business schools too. And I was like, and the whole language, like why is no one acknowledging that there's a whole different language? I, I, it was a question I had guys. <laughs> in terms of their breakup, I have so much empathy and sympathy for him. And I was kind of proud of Mia for acknowledging it. Everything in that episode from the moment that she gets the call telling her that he, he's decided to go, just her, her react, the way she performs her reaction is so good and so real. And this is why uh, this is why Milena wins the awards. I felt that man, and so when she does cry, like that breakup is so good, and I was kind of proud of her for taking that step where he couldn't, even though when he says I was, re I'm relieved. relieved. You yeah. realize he was kind of dealing with the same thing and trying to fix it his way, which was just to keep saying with it. And when he admits, I'm afraid of saying goodbye, like that's a momentous. I know it was just so beautiful. Yeah. Oh. I love them more than when they're breaking up. <laughs> I was literally like, I can't believe that that I refused to watch this episode when it first aired because yeah. I was just so mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now that I'm watching it, that is so satisfying in yeah. really unexpected ways. Like I knew that oh, they broke yeah. up, but I didn't know like how it played out. So yeah. I was like, yeah, this is actually really fascinating and and beautiful. <laughs> However, I will say, if I had shipped Winterberg, I would be extremely pissed because I think I would, he almost like invalidates that whole season or something. Here's my thing though. Yes and no, because the thing is like so many of them break up and, or, or I don't know, it gets complicated. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I think like, like when Eunice and Eva at the end don't get like don't really there's kind of I guess they do at the very very end imply that there's going to be some sort of future for them but before that moment I was like okay with them being separate like you had something special and you I'm not talking about Drew I'm talking about in the original but like you're also your own people and you're moving on and I had this very kind of like even though I shipped them quote unquote I liked them together but like I was very like okay you're you're okay and but normally when I really love a couple it's and then when they it's just something about it it just feels like it reverses so I, I had that same question because I was trying to ask myself that. Am I okay with this breakup just because I don't like super ship Winterberg? And I don't know. Because for example, one of my big arguments about Veronica Mars season four was that I don't think like I've, I've seen some people snarkily be like that. I don't think it was boring. 
that their conflict was boring in season four. Like, I think there was conflict inherent in Logan went to therapy and wants to be a healthy coping, like, human being. And Veronica is still a fucking bitch who apparently studied psychology but is against therapy. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I think that there is a version of of me that is okay with them breaking up at the season because they're clearly incompatible at the points that even though they've literally had like like decades of of like history yeah. you know I'm like I think I would have been okay with it right right because I think it was laid out like yeah they had reached a place in their lives that you could understand it didn't work anymore yeah so and like I think actually your comparison to it being a short movie is excellent because there is something so complete and satisfying and well done um, in the whole thing. Um, okay, I think that's it for my. Th- oh, who the heck is that black-haired girl at the end? Because I super shit Mati- uh, Mia with her. That she shows up. Uh, that's Vicky. She's like the new. She's the new. She's the new Mia. She's like taking over the the room. That's what I figured. Is she in the new next gen season or? Oh, it just... No, I find her annoying, but she's Has not. she been in other se- episodes of Druk and I just don't remember. No, I think she's only in the group chats. Remember that Druk Druk has text messages, not just from the point of view of the of the main character. Like you get text messages from all the characters. So I right. think, like I was trying to, I knew who she was. Uh, so like, no, man. she must be. That scene where she comes in and she dances, I don't know if I was just very like emotionally affected because of the breakup still, but I was very like hard eyes for her. I, mean, and then- I guess to me, I was like, I didn't need it. And I also felt like this is them being like, see, we told you she was bi. Like, if I don't know. It just I guess I, like- I, I'm not like privy to any of that. So I immediately was like, oh, hello. And then when, and then it was like, am I just seeing something? And or I just you know, they, it's established in her season that she identifies as. Oh, okay, I had forgotten that. So I, I uh, see, I had forgotten that. Maybe that's why I did enjoy it because I kind of was like, oh, I must have just been like interpreting this. I'm very like, emotional. no, 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 that was deliberate. That was deliberate. Well, I realized that at the party when they play it again, and I was like, okay, I'm not making it up this time. Like, there's definitely supposed to be some chemistry there. It was a mar- much more beautiful scene than I expected. Again, based on what I had read, there was something. And like how there's something kind of like magical about it. And then and then even at the end, she laughs like, I'm sorry about the thing I did before. I just didn't know how to <laughs> Yeah, because she's freaking walking together uh, with a stranger there, but she also knows who she is. And then they stare, share that drink and she's yeah. like, kind of putting to her. It was, it was, it was, I thought really neat, but. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm being cynical about it. <laughs> Sometimes I'm glad I'm not pri- I'm not privy to fandom discourse and in, in yeah yeah fair enough. Um, should we talk about the Hannah Jonas? It is Jonas, right? Yeah, it's also his yeah name. yeah. But usually they call him by like his whole full name, like Jonas Augustine, like this. But yeah, Jonas. Okay, I will say I regret not including them on our most ship couples thing that you posted. I thought about it. Okay. I, no, like no one ever wants to include the Eva. I think, I think I don't love them. I think I don't, this is going to sound so mean because I think she's super sweet, but I think she's probably one of my least favorite Evas. There's nothing wrong with her. No, I kind of know what you mean. And that's kind of like why I love her, I think. But, and and then, and then same thing. Like I love the other, like, not only do I love um, like that, she, she does find her, her way back to Jonas. Uh, I love her relationship with Matteo too. I think they're like really cute. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
and really and like and the, she has this warmness that I adore and yeah, yet ultimately yeah. I think I don't think about them as a couple that much mm. because I don't feel that strongly about her I love him I love this Jonas I, you, I, I do it is an instance where I love the guy of the couple more than the girl where it's usually because yeah. I'm watching a show about four girl friends usually yes. more on the girl side I, but I do actually, I really love her. I think she just reminds me of people I know. Just like, okay. really, she feels very real. She feels very real. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's more of like in the world of characters, she ranks like, yeah, yeah. Probably she's above the lowest. She's no, why am I breaking out of her Netherlands, Eva's name? Isa. Isa, yeah. Isa's yeah. so good. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I was thinking too. I was like, yeah, there, there are fabulous versions of Eva and she's very plain but there's something about the plainness that I there's just something so upfront and honest about her um and I do love Jonas as well so and I love her the way she the the thing that she says really resonated with me because there's a risk of like by having her come back to with Jonas right after breaking up with Stefan of like kind of almost negating or or something like not fulfilling the promise of the premise of I need to find myself of the first season yeah yeah but I love that she comes to comes to the conclusion of like it's been a year and I know myself even less and I'm like yeah you never fucking find yourself it's a myth they tell you when you're a little kid (laughs) and so you might as well go through that process with someone who you love and who loves you and I thought the way that she said it was really beautiful and and then the I really I love the stupid gift. Did do you know what that was a reference to? No, I didn't get it. It was like some sort of rubber nose. Yes, because he stole her nose in season one. I totally forgot. I could not remember it. He like stole her nose and never gave it back. It was like like one of those like trick like things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I figured and, I was going to ask you what it was actually. Yeah. So he and and they broke up before he quote unquote gave it back. Um. So that was that this makes week. me love that. Very- See, I didn't even get that, and I loved it. So now I, I love know it. it was so sweet, <laughs> uh, and I don't think I realized they were in Mateo's room the entire time. Okay, that confused me too. When Hans comes in, and I was like, "Have they spent the night here? What is happening?" Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's the implication. Everyone is just like chill with that. All right, Mateo is a cool guy. <laughs> well, Mateo, Mateo is Team Jonas. I'm telling you, that's true. Uh, so he was yeah, like, he's always been on their side. Yeah, he's always been on their side. He hates Stefan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love, oh, that's the moment where I was like, I love this boy. I hope my son is just like him. When, he, when, when she comes in and says she broke up with Stefan, he goes, yay. yay. <laughs> I don't know why, but I freaking adore him. Uh, so yeah, so I thought it was, it felt very, very sweet and very, as much as I am angry, you know, that Amira can't get a full season and even whatever, it felt very um, satisfying to go back to this couple. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's like a nice, uh, like, to sort of end it all up. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the party a lot, uh, especially the when he brings her to the water's edge and then he's like, and, she, and, and she's just looking at the water and she's like, okay. <laughs> that was like a nice twist on the surprise. yeah I think I had actually seen that clip out of like I didn't watch anything else but I watched that final (laughs) (laughs) um I loved 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 David's this film is for you and completely (gasps) breaking the fourth wall and I was gonna I wrote it it too I fucking love it I love 
just I want to like distill that moment into a drink and drink it like I I love it his 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 it's so heartfelt way the way he delivers it with everyone sitting there and the I, way they frame it it's so beautiful beautiful the and and that I and I love that then the film they show that they embrace the breaking of the fourth wall referencing Druk itself clearly picking up on what OG did with like the letters I mean not the letters the t- tweets and stuff and yeah. kind of like just going with it and making it full-on a response to the fans and a message of like hopefulness and love and I loved everything about it I will like I as a fucking nitpick I'm gonna be a fucking bitch about it because I cannot express how much I love it but I do wish like creatively if I were the one making it I would have my impulse would have been to keep it to kind of like native footage like stuff that he could have recorded and not insert the show stuff which sounds contradictory to the fact that they are embracing no I know what you meant it it just it just made me a little aware of the artifice even though they're breaking the fourth wall I know know, I understand that it's a contradiction yes yes I just wish they'd kept to his like home footage but also broken the fourth wall um so that it's almost like the actor's home footage or something um I I will say that those last like five ten minutes I was very emotional yeah I was like if I didn't have the heart that I have I would probably be crying Um, (laughs) he didn't have a stone like a rock solid stone yeah I'm sorry guys it's just (laughs) really hard uh I've sometimes it's really funny like I really I have a doc and I really need to update it more and it's just called stuff that made me cry um You don't have a lot to put on that. <laughs> no, but it's it's like I, I'm either like sobbing because like right. Sammy died in Dance Academy or I'm like, oh, a single tear dropped. I'm counting that. I'm counting that. <laughs> like I was I was I was emotional enough to like liquid to come out of my eye. OK, yeah. I'm counting that. Uh, it's like there's no in between. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really love I, I wanted to ask you how you felt about that moment. So, yeah, I'm glad that. This loved is- it. So it's like one of the best end of seasons. I mean, shows kind of, they do continue, but. Yeah, I remember what, because they end with See You Soon, right? Uh, And now we have the new Jack. Where where the actor that plays uh, David is one of the writers. You're kidding me. Yeah. The new show. Yeah, in the show. I don't, I don't remember, I think maybe he was just in the writer's room in season five. In season six, like he, he wrote like clips by himself. And so he would be like, this is my first clip. This is like, like, yeah, like, so yeah. So that's something to look forward to. Lucas, Lucas is a writer in the next gen uh, season of group. So I'm really happy for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like we didn't really talk about him because there's not much to talk about. He's just there. And whenever he's there, I'm happy to see him. Yeah, he and Mateo are still the sweetest. Like, I love them. And even when he's struggling over his entrance film, like exam film, and yeah. he just kind of like, they have such an amazing dynamic. Where yeah, the, the way that it's supportive and teasing yes. in the best way. It's like, well, you're just gonna, it's like, it goes from like, of course it's going to be great. It's you to, well, you're just going to need to try harder. Like, <laughs> he says like but yeah, he says like, oh, it's going to be great. It's you. And, and he's like, no, but I don't know. And he's like, well, then you're not going to be able to be like, well, you just have to be something, not a filmmaker. And yeah, he's like, well, yeah, sorry. Filmmaker. He's like, well, you're going to have to be better then. Like, it's <laughs> 
I want, I want a David in my life. That's all I want. They're so cute. Or Mateo, I should say. I'm the David. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that's crying. Oh, um, I love them. Yeah, amazing. Tiny, super nerdy trivia thing. So I really loved Yala and Wala, which they say a lot in Arabic. Yeah. So Wala yeah. means let's go or come on. And it's very common, yeah. apparently. Like, you'll just say it like, like, come on, let's go. Or, you know, or just like very, and as they use it very much. And then Wala means I swear. And it's also pretty common. Oh, okay. I was wondering, because I was like, what are these? Well, yeah, yeah, my favorite they... exchange is at the door, at the bathroom door, when he's like, Yala. She's like, Wala. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love it. Every time we watch a new version of Scam, I'm obsessed with learning the language. And in this case, it was like two languages. So I'm in over my head already. That's that's amazing. But I'm glad that you looked it up because I have been wondering, but I was too lazy to even. <laughs> you know, I, I'm such a nerd for language. I don't know where this comes from. It's a recent development in my life. This is not a thing when I was in school. I would have done better at languages if I had had this in school. Well, right. you didn't have you didn't have SCOM in school. I know. New generations are so lucky. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Um, like we said at the beginning, we have an Instagram now and we still have our Twitter and our Tumblr and our email. So reach out to us. Let us know. I don't know what you think. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening. Even if you uh, hate our opinions, I just want to hear it. I'm curious. Yes, even if you hate our opinions. I want to be corrected and stuff. Yes. See you soon, guys. I guess. I don't know. Yes. Bye. Bye. I, wish Bye. I don't know how to say anything in German. So Bye. <laughs> Oh, ha! <laughs> All right. Bye. I'm going to take so long. Farewell.